We believe that all men are created equal. The magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roach. Turn up your mind. Donald Trump is waiting for a judge to decide the outcome of a case that accused the former president of exaggerating his wealth on a decade's worth of financial statements so he could get favorable terms on loans. In a dramatic conclusion to a contentious trial, Trump defied the judge and plowed ahead with a terse statement he was never authorized to give. I'm an innocent man, Trump said. I've been persecuted by someone running for office. Ignoring the judge's ground rules to stick to the facts, Trump sat at the defense table and attacked the case, saying what's happened here, sir, is a fraud on me. <laughs> he attacked New York Attorney General Letitia James. She sued me, he said, to try to get publicity. And he attacked the judge, complaining, you can't listen for one minute. The judge told Trump's attorney, control your client. The judge finally holding up his phone to signal Trump's time was up. This is a case that should have never been brought, and I think we should be entitled to damages. The attorney general <laughs> wants the judge to force Trump to pay $370 million in penalties and to bar him from doing business in New York. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how rich you are, that no one is above the law. Her team arguing Trump should be held accountable, asking would any of this persistent fraud have happened if it wasn't directed from the top by Mr. Trump. There was no jury, so the judge is going to decide the verdict himself. He has already held Trump liable and said he would decide by the end of the month whether to impose a fine or some other penalty that could significantly curtail Trump's ability to conduct any commercial real estate transaction for the foreseeable future. Oh, God. I, so, you know, this case started before Joe Biden was president. OK, just saying. All right. I mean, the lies that this man tells and why is he always the victim and why is that appealing to some people in this country that the uh, wannabe president of the United States, who is also the former president of the United States, wants to be seen as a victim all the freaking time. He's never responsible for anything he does. He's not responsible for anything he says. He's not responsible for giving security clearances to people who were uh, deemed to be not worthy of or dangerous to give security clearances to, a la Jared Kushner, okay? And now, you know, we have to go and bomb Yemen, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's unbelievable. You, you, I don't know if you understand what was going on in Yemen before, uh, but Yemen is a problem area because Yemen has had a civil war, yes, going on there for a really long time, since I think 2011. Um, and uh, it's it's a civil war because they cooed their leader, okay, and uh, the Saudis were very upset that they cooed and that there was a uh, a move to sort of make Yemen into a Shia. It is always that. It is always the Sunni Shia thing. Saudi being Sunni, Iran being Shia, and Yemen looking like it was going to become an Iran Iranian Shia country. And uh, so Saudi Arabia decided that it was going to uh, arm and it was going to support and it was going to give intel to the people who fought against a Shia government. All right. And that's been going on a really stinking long time. Uh, again, all the H's, <laughs> all the Aches uh, are Iranian, uh, you know, proxy groups. They are. It's like uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon, proxy group for Iran, Hamas 
Gaza, proxy group for Iran. Repeat after me, Houthis in Yemen, proxy group for Iran. Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, they, the, the, the Houthis have been given those Iranian drones that uh, Russians love to. They, they've been appearing in, uh, the Ukrainian battle, on the Ukrainian battlefield, which, of course, you've been told don't pay any attention to. Okay. But anyway, those uh, Iranian drones have been given also to uh, the Yemeni Houthis, which is a, an H group that is a proxy for Iran. And um, they've been firing them just like crazy people at merchant shipping, at commercial shipping in the Red Sea. And, you know, countries that ship, that have commercial shipping interests that are, you know, bringing oil and jet fuel and all those things through the Red Sea have been telling them, stop, stop targeting our business, stop targeting our ships, stop doing it, just stop it already. And, uh, you know, you have a lot, Bahrain is part of this group that told them to stop doing it, Australia is part of the group, uh, the UK, us, we've all said to just stop, stop targeting the, and they, the, oh no, we're, we're only targeting ships that are going to Israel. What? I mean, try to, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're, the, the civil war that they're having at the behest of Iran is now all of a sudden, uh, you know, having to do with, uh, you know, Israel. Oh, it's such bullcrap. So anyway, there was a uh, ship full. It was a, a commercial ship full of jet fuel, jet fuel. And the uh, Iranians have been giving drones to the Houthis. And they've been launching these drone strikes. And this one almost, almost connected with a ship full of jet fuel. And everybody on that ship would have died. And, uh, you know, and so everybody, uh, you know, in the civilized world said, you know, it's time to actually say we're going to have to target your ability to go after these ships. And so for a half an hour last night, uh, there was a 60 different targets that were selected with uh, precision bombing, smart bombs, not the dumb bombs that uh, we saw being used in uh, Gaza, which was terrible. I mean, the, the, but anyway, uh, they targeted specifically um, the ability for the Houthi rebels to uh, launch. And they say that they uh, d uh, didn't decimate their ability to launch, but they totally uh, d degraded uh, the ability that they had to launch. And that's what's going on. And of course, you have a breathless uh, bunch of people go, oh, this is it. This is the beginning of the Third World War. This is uh, you, you understand that this is commercial shipping, right? This wasn't military stuff. This, this was a bunch of uh, very aggravated corporate people <laughs> that were just like, could somebody please, uh, you know, stop them from uh, attacking our ships? Because the price of Brent crude has already gone up $2 a barrel. And if we can't ship... And if we can't conduct business in the Red Sea, if we got to find alternate routes, your people are going to pay. And governments around the world said, hmm, yeah, that's true. And so that's what happened. But what a, what a, a, a packed week. I mean, this week was like, a, you know, and you would never know it, right? Would you? Would you ever know? Uh, the trial in New York uh, with Trump as a defendant, the civil one, this one won't take away his liberty. This, this trial is not going to put him behind bars. This trial could take away his uh, ability to do business in Manhattan, to do business in New York State. It could. That could be one of the punishments that uh, Judge Engeron uh, actually proscribes or prescribes at this point. Um, but 
We don't know yet what uh, will happen. It could be, uh, you know, Letitia James, the DA in uh, Manhattan. She actually asked for $370 million worth of disgorgement. What does that mean? That means profits that were illegally uh, gained by Donald Trump through fraud. And uh, they've done the paperwork, okay? They've done the accounting, and they've come up with the number uh, of dollars that Trump normally would not have, uh, you know, raked in had it not been for his devaluing properties for the purpose of taxation and uh, increasing the value of properties for the purposes of insurance and his, uh, you know, mysterious uh, loan getting when, you know, the man is constantly going bankrupt from, uh, you know, uh, gaming the system through Mazars and et cetera, et cetera. Now, you know, Weisselberg has already been adjudicated guilty in uh, that particular uh, instance. And this one was just a bench trial to determine the damages because Trump's been adjudicated guilty already. And this is something that people aren't told repeatedly. And that is a, a, a shanda. That's a sin against the media. Every time, every time they talk about this case, they all, they need to remind the American people that a, a, a verdict of guilt has already been uh, taken and that Trump waived his right to a jury trial. His attorneys did not want a jury trial. And I suspect, and I don't know, but I suspect it was because they felt they could not seat an, a, a jury that wasn't, uh, you know, against Donald Trump. In their minds, they, they decided that people from Staten Island didn't exist. <laughs> you know, Staten Island's very Republican. I just wanted to. And, uh, of course, the uh, uber-rich are very Republican. They don't like paying taxes. But, you know, they figured they would get out of jury duty. I don't know. But they didn't want a jury trial. And now Donald Trump is going, you know, they, they took away my rights. No, your lawyers didn't want a jury. Your lawyers, say. So that happened. All things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. These are special properties. <laughs> Real estate is an art, not a science. But you know what else is an art? You know what else isn't a science? Political motivated individuals. She's using this to paint a canvas that Donald Trump is a fraudster because they can't beat him in the polls. Polls? They can't beat him in the polls. So she ran on polls. Trump because that was the only way she could win. And now, today, after 11 weeks, after three years, we have concluded that he indeed committed no wrong. The Trump Organization committed no wrong, and the kids have been dragged in just like the other defendants, and it is wrong. America needs to step up, and there's only one person who can do that. My client, Donald Trump. President Trump, everybody. <laughs> First of all, she's wearing a leather blouse, okay? Can I just say that? I don't know if that's real Balmain or that's, uh, you know, Balmain wannabe. Have no idea. I could have looked it up. Really, I could have. I, I could have looked at the Balmain website and figured out if it was this year's or last year's. I could have because I'm a fan. It's like $4,500 for a blazer from Balmain. You, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, but being a lawyer is also an art, and she really sucks at it. She's really bad at it. This was her moment. And she said, my client, the former president, after 11 months, after three years, was found to have done nothing wrong? Um, this was the damages portion of the trial. This was not the are you guilty or innocent portion of the trial. That portion of the trial 
already occurred because you, young woman there, and your leather bustier, uh, waived his right to a jury trial and asked the judge to have a bench trial, which actually happened. And at the end of that, he was found, uh, the president of the United States former, was found to have committed fraud. So what is she talking about? She's so bad at this. Now, normally I would not uh, even show that to you, except that it's just so terrible. And you have to wonder, like, uh, is, is, this, is this all that's left to represent him now? Are we at the bottom of the uh, Balmain barrel? I don't know. So that happened. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff happened. Hunter Biden showed up in Congress uh, this week. He showed up in Congress to try to let Congress know that he is not in contempt of a congressional subpoena, which is being, uh, you know, alleged by people who actually are in contempt of a congressional subpoena, meaning the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, meaning Andy Biggs, who sits on the Judiciary Committee and on the Oversight Committee. I mean, these people, uh, Scott Perry, all of these people in contempt of Congress. They didn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, respond to their congressional subpoenas when they were issued congressional subpoenas. And now they're trying to, uh, you know, pretend that that didn't happen. But Hunter Biden is somehow in contempt and he keeps showing up. This is not the first time he showed up. He showed up before and he said, I am here on the date that you wanted me to be here. I just don't want to be deposed behind closed doors. And you know why? Because you people lie. And they do because Devin Archer, you know, who was his partner, apparently in crime, uh, Devin Archer was his partner in uh, one of these uh, equity firms, you know, these, these uh, uh, financial firms. Uh, he testified behind closed doors, and uh, we've yet to see the entire transcript. I mean, they released portions of it. You know, like, uh, it, it, it is like, uh, you know, just random words they released, you know, just like um, Burisma, Ukraine. China, Chinese businessman, you know, like that, right? Um, So Hunter Biden was like, no, I'm not going to let you cherry pick whatever it is that I will answer under oath, honestly and truthfully for you. So let's do it in public, which you would think would be more transparent and we would enjoy. And by we, I mean all of us, people who think Hunter Biden is some sort of a a guilty creature, people who are, uh, you know, embarrassed by the way he's been treated, people who are in support of people trying to recover from addiction, and people who are against people who are trying to recover from addiction. I don't There's all kinds of, you know, people in this country. But you would think that uh, everybody would be interested in something like that. Everybody would be interested in watching a thing like that. Uh, The only ones that are not interested in watching a thing like that are uh, Republicans because a thing like that would actually kill their case that Joe Biden did something illegal, that Joe Biden, who released 22 years of his taxes, so you can see the years he made big money were the years he released books, the years he made big money were the years he went on book tours and was paid to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, like you have 22 years of tax returns to actually go over with Joe Biden. It's not like a big mystery. So uh, we're still waiting to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what the result of that is, because how uh, they found him in contempt. The two uh, committees did two committees, oversight and judiciary, where multiple members themselves 
are in contempt of Congress. Oh, my God. It's so rich. It's so unbelievable. But anyway, uh, who's going to enforce it? I don't know. We went through this before, remember? What they got a little jail under the Congress, and why can't we bring them there and hold them? Well, why can't we find them? Thousands of dollars a day for each day that they're in violation of a congressional speech. You know, we, we realized at the end of this toiling for an answer to the question, who holds and who enforces congressional subpoenas? The answer was no one. And here we were trying so hard to figure out what the founding fathers, you know, uh, wanted to have happen if uh, congressional subpoenas were violated. Turns out it doesn't matter what they wanted. It's never going to happen because no one's going to enforce it. End of story. So much so that the people that are in violation had the committees. (laughs) So there was that. And then um, Bill Belichick retired. Oh, he didn't retire. He was fired. Sort of, kind of. I, I don't think he's, he's not retiring because, you know, he, he, he's going to take one more coaching job, I think. I don't know where. Brett thinks he knows. but I, I think it'll be the Chargers. They got an established quarterback. The you San Diego yeah, Chargers? Yeah, you won't have to completely rebuild. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, the San Diego Chargers. I keep saying it all week. but I don't yeah. blame you. I mean, I can't say the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, that's not happening with me. It's just not. But anyway, uh, you think it's going to be uh, the L.A. Yeah, L.A. Chargers, no. because it's not a complete rebuild. He's, he's stepping into a really good quarterback situation, and I think they will give him total control, which well, is what he's looking for. So. Everybody is, uh, you know, trying to uh, game this out. Nobody knows the answer to it. But, uh, you know, I did print out a very long article, which I was very proud to show Brett that I did. <laughs> and I was very proud of you I, for I did that it. because I didn't want you to question oh, my intelligence or my preparedness, a la, a la, and- uh, Thomas Massey, the Republican from Kentucky, who attacked your girl on CNN this morning. And for those of you who don't know, Kate Baldwin is uh, uh, Brett's favorite uh, CNN reporter because he only watches it in the morning. <laughs> and he's got, the, he's got it bad. I mean, he's got very, um, yeah, go ahead, show yourself, Brett. He, he's got very strange uh, taste in women. He goes all the way from a Sarah Huckabee Sanders in a Quaker outfit all the way to a very fit and trim well, my, and uh, my naughty Quaker, yeah. The naughty Quaker turns him on as much as a fit and trim yoga pant wearing Kate Baldwin does. And uh, love her. So Thomas Massey appeared on her show uh, this morning and tried to trash her. Tried to trash her, and she was having none of it. And what did he try to trash her on? Her intelligence and her preparedness. Which is so insulting and so misogynistic, and it was so ugly, and it was, and, and of course, she had every right to ask the question that she asked, because <laughs> it wasn't a bill. Uh, he, he, he was part of uh, uh, the Republican House that introduced a resolution saying, oh, thank you so much, Israel has a right to exist, and uh, all of the Republicans voted for it, except for him. Except for him. So she asked him, do you think that Israel has a right to... Uh, uh, and he went after her like, why are you asking me such a stupid question? If you would have checked my social media... what?" And she's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, no. You, you seriously are questioning my intelligence? He said, no, but your preparedness. Call in, connect. To speak to Randy, call 561-270-3844. 561-270-3844. I'll also talk about what's in that resolution. Recognizes that denying Israel's right to exist is a form of anti-Semitism. That's, can, the, name you, of the, you that's do, the name of the resolution. 
congratulations. You do not, you do not support that. I'm not reading the name of the resolution. Congratulations, you're able to read the name of the resolution. I don't Ooh. vote on the names. Ooh, Congressman, I don't think you want to. I don't think you're trying to question my intelligence now, are you? No, huh. I'm just saying you don't have time to prepare for this like I did. Do you mean the two pages that I read in two minutes this morning and highlighted the yeah. resolve that you the House of Representatives? Oh. Good for you. You took two minutes. Um, there have been 19 resolutions. I know what's in all of them. I study them. And I say right on social media, if you'd done a little more research, you wouldn't have Ooh. to ask me if I acknowledge Israel's right to exist. It's right there on my social media. <laughs> I, I, I can read your, I've read your social media. I also okay. think, given the, what is stated in this resolution, it is worthy of re-asking. I enjoy this, this dialogue. I hope I get to come back on and talk about what's in these bills again. In these resolutions and in these statements made by Congress and in this resolution where everyone but you voted against, voted in support of, I'm happy to have mm -hmm. you on any time to discuss and will continue to do my research. And do okay. not appreciate when someone even suggests or insinuates I'm, I'm that I'm not prepared. I'm going to suggest that you didn't have time to do the research that I've done. You did some research. Congressman Massey, thank you for coming on. So smarmy, so low, so so ill-prepared he was uh, to, you know, say why everybody voted for Israel's right to except for him, but she should check his social media, which she already did. And uh, I, identifying a resolution or a sense of the House or, you know, as a bill, as a bill. You know, who's the dumb one there? Who, who's the smarmy, disgusting lowlife there? Who's the ill-prepared to do the interview person? Yeah, I don't think it was uh, Brett's girl, Kate Baldwin. I don't hey, think he it was her. the wrong one on the wrong day. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, attack any of uh, these uh, pundits uh, because, or anchors. These aren't even pundits. These are anchors. These are, are news people, uh, and they do their research. They do their homework. It's, it's their reason for living is, is to get facts together and present them to you in a report. It's all that reporters do. It's what they do. And uh, some are better than others, but most are pretty damn good if they're on national media. And she is pretty damn good. So I, I, just the misogynistic, low level, you know, of, of, of attack and bullying. And the second she stood up to him, you could see like the smirk just get wiped off his face. It was, it, I, I just, anyway, so I wanted to be prepared on the Belichick <laughs> is really the reason why. Uh, uh, that came up for me. And anyway, so so Belichick, uh, he, he was let go, but he's only 14 wins away from tying um, uh, Shula's record. So I don't think he's going to go quietly into that night, even though he's 71 years old. I think he's going to probably take another coaching job just so he can get 14 more wins and or 15 and beat Shula's record, right? Um, I just think that that's probably the case. So that happened this week too. And then um, the House... These, 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 these intellectual geniuses, Thomas Massey's crowd, they literally rejected a funding bill to fund their own government again. Again. I mean, the reason that they got rid of McCarthy, the reason that they fired him, the reason that he was the shortest serving speaker of the House in the history of the House is because they didn't want him uh, to uh, give, uh, to, to fund the government, to keep it open. You know, all they want to do the Republicans is create chaos. That's all they want to do is create misery. 
And the way that they think that they're going to do it is by not funding the government, having the government shut down, and they think they're going to get their way with sealing a border. Sealing a border, meaning stopping commerce. Now, look what happened in the Red Sea when, uh, you know, a bunch of yahoos decided they were going to try and stop commerce. It doesn't go well, okay? It just doesn't go well. But that's, uh, that's kind of uh, what's going on here in the uh, House of Representatives. And now you've got people sitting on freaking Steve Bannon's show, a guy who also committed fraud, which is just, it's stunning to me because he committed fraud against his own audience. Against his, he stole your money, the people that would watch that show and would have sent him money for the We Build the Wall campaign, Okay. The guy stole your money and used it for himself, and now he's got some, uh, you know, uh, stupid little thing on a rumble, of all places. And Marge goes on the show and says, you know, um, that she wants to vacate the, 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 the speaker again. This is her idea. She wants to vacate the House chair again. Again. Because she doesn't want to fund the government. I swear. Right now, Mike Johnson is getting rolled in meeting after meeting after meeting. When he's when he is talking to Jake Sullivan and Chuck Schumer every day uh-huh. and impressed with these four corners meetings, but he's not talking to me and other important members in our Republican conference at all about any of the negotiations and any of the plans and exactly what we want to see done. He's failing on the job. But the biggest red flag for me, Steve, right now that has me livid, livid. is this deal with Ukraine. Ukraine. This is a losing war. It is a losing <laughs> issue. The American people do not support it. Our border security is not a negotiating tool for the Ukraine war that second. the Pentagon loves and Joe Biden loves and the Democrats love and that these rhino neocon Republicans and Nikki Haley is frothing at the mouth over because her donors support it. No, 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 no. Mike Johnson should not be going in there with Chuck Schumer and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make this deal. We're 5,000 illegal aliens, not migrants, cross the border every damn day so you can get $60 billion over to Zelensky, the most corrupt president in the world right now, because Ukraine is not the 51st state. Every day Mike Johnson gets closer and closer to this deal, brings me closer and closer to vacating the chair because I have absolutely had it. Um, Marge, you got a two-seat majority. That's what you got. She talks like, uh, you know, uh, like, like the Democrats have absolutely uh, no power. You, you understand that anything that gets done is going to have to get done through bipartisanship. You do understand that, right? No, no, she doesn't because she's very busy lifting weights uh, and showing her muscles. Uh, she's very busy being on Steve Bannon show and doing absolutely nothing for the American people, like literally no thing, nothing, not even funding the government. Not even the basic, basic entry-level thing. She won't do it. She won't do it with a two-seat majority. I mean, it's so sick. It's so sad that they want to vacate the seat of the, of the speaker again, again, just for the chaotic uh, result. Now, we got a deadline of uh, January 19th to fund the government, and I really, really doubt her two-seat majority is going to prevail in shutting down the government. I really don't think that's where the Republican Party in an election year... <laughs> is you know they need to run too all of them so you know this is this is the house of representatives now this is it it's all threats it's all uh you know uh, we'll remove you 
It's all, we hate the speaker. He made a deal, a bipartisan deal to fund our own government. That's bad. We hate it. And they have no ideas of their own. They're the ones that tied Ukraine to the border, right? And then we said, okay, let's, let's, let's invest in the border. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're not losing that issue. We lost abortion. We need immigration. This is the Randy Rhodes Show. To speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844. What is clear is that the only way to get things done for the American people in the House of Representatives is through a bipartisan governing coalition. That's the only way forward. At this point, House Republicans can't organize a two-car funeral. (laughs) They can't do it. They can't even pass their own rule. (laughs) And so it's not clear to me how anything gets done unless traditional Republicans come to the conclusion that they have to break from the MAGA extremists and join Democrats in governing in an enlightened, bipartisan way to solve problems for hardworking American taxpayers. They're not interested in that, Hakeem. Uh, but I appreciate, uh, you know, the enunciation and the uh, declaration that the only way to get anything done at all is to do a bipartisan bill to fund the government or a bipartisan bill uh, to do anything, to do anything, anything that we care about. You know, you, 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 you think about the things we care about, right? Like um, a child tax credit, okay? That's, that can't happen, you know, in, in this particular Congress. He's right. They couldn't organize a two-car funeral. I mean, it's just, it's sad because they're not interested in organizing anything except chaos, except, uh, you know, not funding their own government. It's, it's so obvious what's going on here. It, it, it is just so amazing that they have no ideas in their head that anybody would vote for. And so the only thing that they can do is to scare you. And the way to scare you is to shut down the government and then point to Joe Biden and say somehow he was responsible for it. Meanwhile, uh, you know, here, here you have a, a guy, Mike Johnson, who, you know, obviously is uh, the Speaker of the House for some weird ass reason. And uh, he's like, no, we have to fund our government. And they're like, I want to vacate the chair. I'm done with him. I, I and then, you know, you have uh, like Boeing, you have uh, uh, freaking doors blowing off airplanes, right? They're not interested in any of this. Nothing, nothing that affects our lives does Congress want to deal with. They're not interested in the fact that, uh, you know, uh, we have an Arctic blast now that's going to break records across the country. And it's all because of climate change, not the weather, but climate change. The jet stream is uh, in a different place, so that cold air gets really far down now. It comes much further than the Arctic Circle. It goes down into Iowa, goes down into Texas. This, another thing, uh, is going to test the Texas grid yet again. And what's Greg Abbott talking about? Is he talking about uh, the grid being okay and don't you worry, Texans? We got No, he's talking about the freaking border. And, you know, 
while I admit that we need immigration reform, and I have always, always told you what needs to happen, is immigration reform has, has got to include a path to citizenship, which we don't have, for people who have been here 10, 15 years, who have done absolutely nothing, not even a jaywalking ticket. The whole time they've been here, they've done nothing but educate themselves, put themselves through school, followed our laws, done everything above board. There's no path to citizenship for the DACA kids, for the dreamers, right? None. Uh, and it, it, we also need to uh, fix the asylum laws, and we need to put more uh, judges down at the border to hear asylum claims, right? And we know that if we wanted to actually stop immigration from places like Honduras and El Salvador and uh, uh, Nicaragua, which is where it's coming from predominantly, then the wall that needs to be built is on Mexico's southern border, that's how you build a wall and get Mexico to pay for it. They build a border wall in their country on their southern border. Goes a really long way to solving a lot of problems. You know what I'm saying? But uh, they're not interested in talking about real solutions for anything. They just want to point at stuff and say, this is, uh, this is chaotic, you see? And you know, it's chaotic because of Joe Biden. No, it, it was chaotic under Donald Trump, too. And it was chaotic under, you know, uh, uh, the president before him, Obama. And it was chaotic, you know, before him, uh, under W. Meanwhile, now, if you look at border crossings today and yesterday and the day before, while it peaked in December, it's about five, uh, 500 crossings in the last week. So something, something that uh, Biden did, I guess we're going to have to give credit, uh, has actually tamped down the uh, illegal crossings. They don't want to talk about that. They don't. Not interested. But the, the two stories that I think were the most shocking and got no coverage, like none, okay, is the story of a woman in Ohio, believe it or not, who was uh, brought to a grand jury so that they could hear evidence about whether or not to indict her on the charge. Oh, I can't even say it. It, it. It's so disgusting. On the charge of abusing a corpse. You know what I'm talking about, right? There was a woman in Ohio who had a miscarriage at home and uh, somebody found out that she had a miscarriage at home. In fact, a nurse found out that she had a miscarriage at home. Why did a nurse know? Well, because her name, I'll just call her Brittany. I don't want to say her, her last name, although it's in the newspaper. But Brittany is a 34-year-old woman in Warren, Ohio. And Brittany was pregnant, 21 weeks pregnant. And Brittany had her water break at 21 weeks. 22 is the cutoff in Ohio. Remember they did the constitutional amendment? Yeah, you, right? But 22 is the cutoff for getting any medical care, even if your water breaks, right? So at 21 weeks, she went to the hospital saying my water broke and there was a, 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 a finding that said that her fetus was not viable. But they made her wait eight hours in the hospital waiting room, eight hours. They were punishing her. And uh, after eight hours, she was finally seen. That's where the determination that her fetus was not viable uh, was made. And she was sent home. She was sent home. She went home and she had a miscarriage in the toilet of her house. And um, when she had gone to the hospital and they made her wait eight hours, it was because it's like a scene out of a bad movie. 
that, that used to get made like in the 40s, right, and the 50s. An ethics board at her hospital had to convene themselves to determine the course of treatment that they would actually allow to have happen in her house in their hospital because now she was at 22 weeks and they didn't know what they were allowed to do. So they had this meeting and while they had this meeting, she went home, okay? And she passed the tissue at home in her, in her toilet. Well, a nurse at the hospital called the Warren City Police and told the, the police department about the miscarriage because she said, we need to locate the fetus. We need to find it. The police went to her house and found that the fetus was in her toilet and arrested her for abuse of a corpse. Because they love the fetus, you know. They love it so much. So she had to go before, this happened in October, she had to go before a grand jury and the grand jury yesterday declined to charge her. They, they returned a verdict of no bill, which means we're not indicting you. They declined to uh, indict her for abuse of a corpse. I mean, that's how sick we're letting ourselves get. There is n absolutely no bottom to how sick these uh, twisted people will, will get with regard to the life of a woman, uh, you know, in favor of a fetus that they claim they love, but they don't want to feed. How do we know this? Because this is the other story that got no coverage, okay? Like, very little. And you probably haven't even heard this. There was a bill in Congress, a bill in Congress that actually would call for um, uh, the states to choose to opt in or out of a food program that would run through summer months for children who are out of school who are missing that school lunch meal. And so this was a program that would allot $40, swear to God, you can't make this crap up, would allot $40 to parents of children who are school-aged children during the summer months to sort of top off the food stamp benefit because they're missing a meal in the summertime because there is no school. $40 a month, okay? Not a week, a month. $120 total for three months. And the Republicans in Congress couldn't make themselves say that that was something that needed to be funded and should go. So they left it up to the states to opt in or out. 15 Republican governors said no to that. 15 Republican governors. The governor of, of Iowa, the one that endorsed, DeSantis is one that said no, okay? And then the Republican governor that endorsed DeSantis, she said no. You know why she said no to $40 a month for three months during the summer months to, to, to help kids, uh, you know, afford to get a lunch that they're not going to get in school? Childhood obesity. I swear to God. Kim Reynolds said the reason why she was opting out of $40 a month benefit to parents with school-age children not in school during the summer months. The reason why she said no is because she's fighting childhood obesity. Mary had a little We believe that all men are created equal. to the magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roach Show. Turn up your mind. 
today, a grand jury decided a Northeast Ohio woman will not be indicted on a felony charge of abuse of a corpse after oh, miscarrying Lord. at home. The grand jury's decision comes after Brittany Watts had a miscarriage in September and was arrested a few weeks later. Police began investigating after a nurse called 911 saying she came into the hospital without the baby. Watts had reportedly been told days prior that her baby would not survive. Police say the found fetus was stuck in the toilet. Watts' attorney says she is grateful her client can now begin to heal. I mean, what kind of a country are we? I, this is the 21st century, for the love of God, for the love of Pete, man. And this girl goes to the hospital because her water broke in her 21st week. She is made to wait for eight hours in the ER, okay, to see somebody about this. Finally, after eight hours, uh, they confab, the doctors and the nurses do, and they decide that they can't help her. It's too close to 22 weeks, and they don't know what kind of uh, services they can provide and still remain inside the law that, that, that would actually jail doctors or penalize women for having uh, you know, a medical care after 22 weeks. But they said after the eight hours of meeting, that her fetus was not viable. Her water broke. They looked at the uh, sonogram. They said, okay, it's, uh, the, the fetus is not alive. She was told to go home. She went home and had a miscarriage at home in her own bathroom and came back to the hospital so she could finally get medical attention. And a nurse, instead of giving her medical attention, calls the police on her. Do you know what happened after that? Not only did a nurse call the police on her and say, you know, she came in here pregnant and now she comes in here, you know, uh, after, uh, you know, her water broke at home and she came in here looking for medical care and we decided we couldn't really do anything for her. So we sent her back home and she obviously uh, did something to the fetus because now she's here and where's the baby? The police went to this woman's house and not only did they look in her toilet but they took her toilet. They took the entire toilet out of her home. And then they brought the toilet to the morgue. The, the, the medical examiner determined that the fetus died in utero. The fetus died inside of her body and her body expelled a dead fetus, and she still was charged with murder or abuse of a corpse. They couldn't charge her with murder. They charged her with abuse of a corpse and made to sit in front of a grand jury. I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how low you're going to go. I honestly don't know. I don't know. But this is bizarre world. Idaho has made just about any medical attention during pregnancy illegal. Doctors are leaving Idaho. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think medical care will get better for pregnant people? Or do you think medical care will get worse when you do stuff like this? I mean, it's so sad. It's so sick. It's so twisted. And then on the other side of the coin, the people who say, uh, life is life and we have to protect life and we're pro-life. They're so not pro any living life, okay? They love the fetus. They don't even want to feed a child, okay? <clears throat> In the 18 months since Dobbs was sent back to the states, the Republican Party has had this opportunity to prove 
that they're not just anti-abortion, but that they are pro-children. And they have failed miserably at each and every single test, every single one. And the one that really, really sticks in my craw, and you should know, you should be able to have this one at your fingertips. And anytime you get into an argument with people who say they're pro-life, throw this in their freaking faces because it's so vile that they won't feed children $40 a month during three months, summer months, when school is closed to sort of top off the food stamp benefit for poor parents. Now, you all know the child tax credit works so well. And I don't know if you know this. You should, you should have this too. The child tax credit passed without any single Republican votes, okay? The child tax credit, when it passed in 2021, passed without any Republican votes. Nobody in the Republican Party voted for a child tax credit. The result of the child tax credit <clears throat> was that it took half of the children in this country who live in poverty out of poverty. They let it expire, and they will not bring it back up. That said, there was an opportunity here for them to vote for $40, $40 a month to feed the children that they insist, they insist be birthed by people who cannot afford to have them. $120 total over the summer and 15 Republican governors voted no. They would not opt in. They would not do it. And Kim Reynolds in Iowa, who endorsed Ron DeSantis in Florida, both of them said no to $40 a month during the summer months for these kids. And her reason was the most disgusting thing I ever heard. It's not just that they're indifferent. It's not just that they're hostile about uh, these ideas. It's that they scapegoat other people all the time to excuse their poor behavior and their lackluster stance on human life once it's living. She said she couldn't vote for this. She couldn't opt in the state of Iowa because, <clears throat> I swear to God, I'm losing my voice, because of the obesity epidemic among children in our country. You, you understand obesity is uh, directly tied to, let's say, high fructose corn syrup, which is, you know, kind of what Iowa has, that and delicious pork. But she actually said that she couldn't, uh, she couldn't allow uh, this program, this $40 a month to go to parents of children who are already poor, uh, to help them through the summer months uh, because she's fighting childhood obesity. Also, uh, Nebraska said no, Jim Pillen, uh, the governor of Nebraska, he said no. You know why he said no? He said no because he doesn't believe in welfare. Well, he certainly does believe in corporate welfare because when the, the $2 trillion tax cut uh, was passed with Republicans voting, you know, like drooling to get to the uh, uh, well to vote for it, right? Where did the benefits of that uh, $2 trillion that was put on my back and your back, where did the $2 trillion go? Where did it go? It went to corporate America. It went to the richest, uh, you know, top 1% of this country. It was corporate tax cuts. That's what it was. And these sickos made the corporate tax cuts permanent, but not the child tax credit. Go figure. But he doesn't believe in welfare. Jim Pillen, everybody, in Nebraska. 
DeSantis said no, same reason. Iowa Kim Reynolds actually said she's fighting childhood obesity. And because 15 Republican governors refused to do this, to opt in to this program, where the entire cost, the entire cost would have been would have been paid by the federal government. It wouldn't have even cost them anything to do it. They still voted no. It's like the Medicaid expansion. They still voted no, okay? They just hate poor people. They just do. You should all just die right now. But they're the pro-life people, but you should just die, okay? But 15 governors that said no to this, you know how many kids are affected by this? 10 million. 10 million kids. And you got people out there that are just going to scream and yell about, uh, you know, uh, uh, the fetus. What a bunch of disingenuous, lying, smarmy-ass bastards. Really, you all are going to rot in hell. You are. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's stunning to me. You want to arrest women. You want to leave them in the waiting room. You want to let them die in parking lots because you're so pro-life, so pro-life. But when it comes to feeding babies, when it comes to feeding children, no! All things Randy at RandyRhodes.com. Go, go for launch. Speaking truth to power, the Randy Rhodes Show. In 2022, Congress, in a bipartisan effort, placed this nationwide summer feeding program into the the spending bill. Any family whose children are eligible for a free and reduced lunch will get an extra $40 a month per child during the summer months. It adds up to about $120. It's a historic new feeding program that the Biden administration thinks will really go a long way to helping reduce child hunger in the summer months, which does spike during June, July, and August. By January 1st, the governors had to sign a letter of intent saying that they were going to opt into this program. One by one, a lot of the Republican governors in these red states, Nebraska, Iowa, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida, announced that they would not be participating. They said that the federal dollars were duplicating efforts that they had already made. The rules weren't finalized and that they would have to cover half the administrative costs. There's a lot of people on the right in their base who who feel like the government has already overblown. And, you know, the government is... It's trillion dollars in debt. And this is a huge government program that they've launched now that's permanent. I think that's their argument is that we're already spending too much. We've overspent during the pandemic and we need to get back to pre-pandemic spending levels. 29 million kids around the country would be eligible for this program. About 21 million will be helped by those who have joined up. And so that leaves about 8 million who are going to be uncovered. (laughs) They are some sick freaks, man. They really are. They'll spend, you know, almost a trillion dollars on defense, on missiles, right, on planes, on, on th- but they won't spend a few dollars on children. They won't give uh, families $40 a month. The child tax credit we know works, okay? We understand it does. We, we saw it with our own eyes. And so I just want you to understand what front-running phonies they are. And don't call them hypocrites because that's such a nice word for what they're doing, and they're literally allowing for people in our country, you know, like little people, like tiny people, like the people that they claim they love, the people whose lives they say they value uh, to starve. Really, they don't want to help them get a lunch. I I just, so when they talk about $6.1 billion being, what do they call it, Uh, cleaved back from the uh, coronavirus pandemic slush fund, this is part of it. 
WIC money for uh, the pregnant women and women who just gave birth, and uh, also this school lunch program. And, and, and I just, you know, when you, when you think about like some of these, like Pillen, okay? I don't know if you know like uh, Jim Pillen uh, at all, but he was a football player, Brett. I was just, yeah. So uh, he was that. And then his, uh, you know, his family are a bunch of hog farmers, you know? Uh, and quite frankly, he gets corporate welfare. A lot of it for being a gigantic Nebraska pork producer. He also does a lot of trade and sends pork over there. Vietnam is one of the big markets for them. So spare me this you don't believe in welfare thing and hence you're not going to opt into a program that would give $40 to feed a kid. I mean, it's just, uh, they make me sick. They really do because they're, 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 all, they're doing all this so that the money that would go to children or the money that would go to pregnant women or the money that would go to uh, poor families with the child tax credit, working families, by the way, could then be redirected to corporate giving, right? To Jim Pillen. And so when he says no as governor of Nebraska to feeding children, he's saying yes to getting more corporate welfare for his family's company. You talk about a conflict of interest. And, it, you know, nobody would care if he didn't say, oh, I'm against welfare, as his reason. Nobody would care, okay? But he said it. And now everybody's got to look at what it is he's protecting. And it's his welfare, his corporate welfare. Joe on Long Island. Joe. I'm losing my voice. Joe. All right. James in Pittsburgh. Hi. How you doing? Hey. Uh, the reason I called is that my wife, uh, I'm 80 years old, but in the 70s, between my daughter and my son, my wife had two miscarriages. It's common. Of them, two, both of them were at home and where her water broke and, 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 uh, and, and, uh, I'm just a steel worker, but I knew right then and there the baby wasn't going to make it. I took her to the hospital, but I was listening to your program, and I'm listening to what this woman is going through in Ohio, and I'm wondering, this is insanity. If anyone should be arrested, it should be the doctors and the nurse that turned her in. When that woman went there and had her water break, that baby was dead. It was done. Even I know that. And I, I could not believe what I was hearing when you were talking about what, they put, what they're putting her through is a sin. She should sue the state of Ohio for what's going on. It's like I say, I went through it twice with my wife, and I've never thought about it until recently after they t overturned Roe v. Wade, and that's all they talk about. And I still remember to this day that the doctor put down that both childs were aborted. And I remember getting mad. And I said, what, what are you doing? They go, well, we had to do that. That's the state law. Now, I'm talking in the 70s. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was just an average guy. I didn't, I didn't know anything was going on. I mean, I was shook up over it, but I could not imagine 
them coming and arresting my wife right? after what after the trauma me and her went through right. of losing a child. I know. I, I, it's just, this is cruelty for the sake of cruelty, right? I, it, cruelty is the point. That's right. Right. And I, ju- I just can't believe what that woman is going through. I mean, the trauma of anyone that has a child and loses it, that's a trauma for the, the couple. And, and, and to have to have all this legal stuff in front of you that they might come and arrest your wife or arrest you because you were part of the abortion. You know, you didn't do it right when, she lost, when that child came out. Wait a minute. Forget that stuff. Well, it's but, it's really it's we. I mean, the whole thing is so disgusting. In that she went to the hospital looking for care, she couldn't get care. They sent her home. When she got home, uh, she actually aborted. Okay, she had a miscarriage in her own toilet and went back to the hospital saying, "Please, now, can you help me? Can you treat me? I just lost the baby." Well, the nurse right. calls the, the the police because she goes, "We we don't have the baby. We have the woman, but we don't have the baby." And they literally go to her house and take the entire toilet out and bring it to the morgue? What kind of people are these? Right, exactly. I was listening to that, and I'm thinking to myself, this is, we're going back to being in a cave again. This is, this is reversed. You know what it reminds me of, James? It reminds me of the Salem witch trials. You know, it's like they Exactly. Yep, they treated her like she was the scarlet letter Hester Prynne, right? Uh, where for unlawful carnal knowledge, which is where that, see, that's that's an anagram <laughs> for unlawful carnal knowledge. But Hester Prince, she had to wear the, the scarlet letter A, right? And then the witch trials ensued. This is exactly what they put this woman through. It's exactly what they did. Connect to speak to Randy. Call 561-270-3844. 561-270-3844. In 15 seconds, should voters in their 20s plan on having to work until they're 70? They should plan on their retirement age being increased, yes. We're going to change huh. it to reflect more of what uh, life expectancy should be. Okay, so uh, this is who they are. This is what they want. They want uh, babies to die. Uh, and if you have a baby die at home, meaning it slips out of your uterus and, uh, you know, it ends up in your toilet because it can't survive in utero, uh, you will be um, witch trialed. You will be taken to a grand jury. Uh, the toilet will be presented as evidence of your, uh, you know, abuse of the corpse. And Nikki Haley wants us all to work until we're 70. It's who they are. Now, why, why, why are they all about that? Why are they about punishing the people who would vote for them? Because they need the donor money more. They figure you're not going to vote anyway. They think what? Uh, You know, uh, listen, uh, the last election we had very, very high voter turnout. Very high, which is why Joe Biden won. High voter turnout always favors Democrats. Low voter turnout always favors Republicans. Because there's less of them and more of us. So that's uh, why they try to suppress the vote, number one. Number two, the highest turnout, I think about two-thirds of a, a, you know, a legitimate American voters, people who are allowed to vote, entitled to vote, who were uh, you know, registered to vote, voted in the last election to make sure that Donald Trump didn't get his grubby little, uh, you know, tiny little hands on uh, the levers of power yet again, right? And so now people are saying, well, 
Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I'm not in the mood. It's exhausting. It happened already. I need something new. I need fresh. I need strange. Oh, yeah, I know how you are. But uh, honestly, so they're, they're counting on low voter turnout. And that favors Republicans because Republicans have very few ideas that Americans like. In fact, I don't think they have any anymore. Okay? The abortion thing, the immigration thing, we're better at solving problems. Okay? The abortion thing, if you're against abortion, how hard is it not to have one? What, it was tempting? It was so, uh, it, was, it was just, it was hanging out there. It was like, you know, I had to have one because it was there and I had to do it because it was there, it was available. Uh, that's your problem, not mine. Shrink the government. Yeah, shrink it so small that it could fit inside my uterus. Great. But they want to do the same thing with Social Security. Why? Because they need the money that's in the lockbox to be out of the lockbox and being given to Jim Pillen and his pork uh, producing family. They need to give the money to their donors. When you, when you heard Chris Christie the other day on that hot mic, you know, everybody made a big deal about him saying that Nikki Haley was going to get smoked, that she's not up for this. You, you know what actually was the most shocking part of that phone call? It was the amount of money that's already been spent in one damn state to win a caucus in Iowa. I mean, the numbers were astronomical. He said, what, that uh, uh, Ron DeSantis had spent $68 million and that Nikki Haley had spent $59 million and he only spent the low, low bargain basement price of $12 million. $12 million. For what? To prevail in the Iowa caucuses? I mean, it would be cheaper if you just went ahead and gave everybody, you know, the, the food money. Like, gave him cash. It's incredible. Somebody do the math. Take the population of Iowa, add together 68 million, 59 million, 12 million. Okay, that's just three of the candidates. That doesn't include Vivek. That doesn't include Trump. That do- those are the three that we know because Chris Christie said it and put it out there, right? So add those together, and then whatever that number is, figure out what the population of Iowa is and divide it. I mean, this is insanity, uh, Brother David. It is indeed yeah, insanity. it is. Um, happy frozen frazzled faith-based. Oh, Ashes you're in Kansas. It, oh, it's supposed to be like I don't know, forty below, a hundred below. Oh, well, not quite that below below, but it is. <laughs> it's like eleven today, and the wind chill factor takes it. You know, where under negative in the in the minus thoughts. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's cold. So I'm the wondering. Is a myth, you know. Yeah, it's just, because it's cold, you know, and so they think it's global warming, and uh, that it has absolutely nothing to do with the jet stream that is bringing all this Arctic air further south. Okay, so whatever, we can't really talk to stupid people anymore. We just can't. But no. I, the question no. I have is 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 bigger. Okay? okay, how do you play football in Buffalo? It is a wonder to me that anyone can do anything in Buffalo right now. Right, um, I know. It, it, because the love of money is still the root of all evil, always was, always will be. And that's finally what this all comes down to, is that the, the construct, the, the, the way we work our world, is spinning forward, walking backwards, whereas the world only spins forward. 
sympathetic component or awe. And that is ignored by one side of this equation uh, to the detriment of all. And that's and beyond that, how much money is the team in Buffalo being offered to be, you know, have their noses? But it's off. not even about that. It's that they're going to get out there on the field. They're going to take a deep breath of uh, sub, sub, sub-zero sub air and the cilia, the little hairs in their lungs. Thank you. They're going to freeze. I mean, how do you even do it? How do you play football in this weather? I, I don't even understand it. I honestly, I was telling Brett this story when I was little. You know, I was like a teenager or something, and I always thought I was fat. I still do, but, you know, it's crazy. It's just, it's madness. It's, uh, you know, what people tell women. So I was a teenager, I was about 14 years old, and jogging was a thing, and you know, everybody had the Sony Walkman. And I said, okay, I'm going to start jogging, that's how I'm going to lose weight. I went outside, and it was like a sub-zero day in New York, okay? And, uh, and uh-huh. I mean, my lungs froze to the point where well, I had to, I had to go back in the house, and I don't remember if I boiled water or if I turned on the hot water, and I put a towel over my head to get the steam up to, to thaw out my lungs. I almost died. And that's where we're at, and we ain't seen nothing yet I, on that front. Ah, oh, bless your heart. We all can end up in, in nomad land at this rate, of, you know, pooping in buckets and living in RVs. If oh, we're please. But, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. A, there are still more of us, and it has the, the one benefit of this and what, what we've been seeing in those quote-unquote debates, et cetera, is that the the side that shows you who they are are it's undeniable. Well, both sides show you who they are. You have Democrats that that say, let's do a child tax credit. You know why? It worked. We took half of our our kids out of poverty. And oh, by the way, during summer months, they don't get their school lunch, so let's give 40 bucks to the parents for the month. That's a dollar a day. It's like a dollar and and, and ten cents a day. And that's too much for Jim Killen. Too much for Ron DeSantis. It's too much cash. For uh, what's her name in 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 Iowa, Kim Reynolds, because she's fighting childhood obesity. Well, why don't you uh, do something about the uh, high fructose corn syrup? Oh, but that's how Iowa makes its money. Yeah, I know. And like I said, nobody would say jack crap about any of this if they weren't giving you these BS excuses about why they don't want to spend forty dollars a month for three months to get a kid lunch. This is the Randy Rhodes Show. To speak with Randy, dial 561-270-3844. That's 561-270-3844. What you're looking at here is the state of Iowa, various cities. Here's Des Moines, for instance. This is the projected wind chill, negative 34 on Monday. And below it is the time it takes for exposed skin to actually reach frostbite. So you can go as little as 20 minutes with exposed skin and have frostbite conditions with that type of dangerous wind chill. This will be the coldest caucus day ever recorded. This is Des Moines, for instance. The actual forecast high temperature, negative four statewide. The coldest air in the month of January in the past five years will struggle to actually reach above the zero degree mark across the entire state. Look how cold it is forecast. This is amongst a larger storm system that's bringing blizzard conditions as we speak and will currently add to one of the snowiest stretches that Iowa has ever experienced over the past five days. There's the blizzard warnings that stretch across Iowa and into the Midwest, part of a larger storm system. And Erica, we are extremely busy here in the Weather Center. Every single U.S. 
state has some sort of weather alert happening right now, including Alaska and Hawaii. But look, see, Florida, no, no. Uh, Right now it's 83 degrees. (laughs) It is. It's 83 degrees in Florida, partly sunny and 83 degrees. I I know that because I'm looking at my computer and the weather's on there. It's, uh, you know. The wet, the weather's paradise for sure. So I know, I know. It's uh, you know, it's always a trade-off. I get it, I get it. But like I said, you know, shouldn't shouldn't they not play in Buffalo and just bring the game down here? Is basically the point. Like, why wouldn't they do that? I don't understand why they wouldn't do. You know, you're paying these guys. You know, some of them you're paying. You know, tens of millions of dollars. Safeguard their lungs. You know, bring them down here. Or at least give the ownership or the coaching staff. A chance to mutually agree. Hey, neither of us want to play here. Even the team that was home. Hey, we say, let's go pick a neutral field with nice weather. L- at least give them the option. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was my question. I, I don't even understand how you could say uh, to a team in Buffalo on Sunday uh, that they, they need to, you know, go there and play. I, I don't even know how people would survive it. You know, and the idea that, you know, I get that they have the warmers and they're going to sit on the sideline. They'll be covered and their arms. Are, but I watch them on the field. They're exposed, okay? A lot of them won't wear sleeves. I don't know what that's about. But I really worry about the lung part because that happened to me. And that is so freaking painful. I can't even explain to you. Well, I mean, most everybody in this country knows what freezing cold is, except for Florida. <laughs> Beth in New Mexico. Hi, Randy. Thank you so much for talking about the child tax credit. It's really so important. And there is a, um, I just found out that there is a proposed tax deal that's being worked out um, right now. Um, and the child tax credit has some significant improvements in there. But did you know that, that the CTC, if nothing happens, the child tax credit is due to be reduced from 2000 a year now to a thousand next year. I thought it was gone. I thought we didn't have one anymore. No, we do have we do have one, but it's just nowhere near as good as it was. And this is a step that um, if this goes through, and we have to really push to get it through, uh, but if this goes through, it will it will have some significant. Um, improvements. And, you know, another thing about the child tax credit is that as opposed to, say, a school lunch program or something, this puts the choice of what to do with the money in the hands of the parents and and lets them do what's best for, put the money where it's most needed for their family. So, you know, it's it's really such a great great tool to help people. So it's really um, going to, for instance, it's going to make the child tax credit applicable per child. Right now, the, in a family, the first child gets the, the most amount that it can get, but then there's a reduced amount for other children. So this uh, new deal... So that, you, that, that is the one... Are you talking about the, the, when you file your taxes at the end of the year, you, can, you get uh, you know, some reduction in your tax obligation because you have children? Is that what... <laughs> 
That's right. That's the so, child tax credit. But yes, the neat thing not, about it but is it's that it's not. Re- but it's not. The child tax credit that took half of the American kids that were in poverty, out of poverty, were direct monthly payments. To, yes. Right. Yes. And that expired. That went away. And I don't want people yes. to be confused about what we're talking about here. So that particular payment, it, it, they had a payment for uh, every month for a child under 16 and then children under 6. And it took half of the children that were living in poverty out of poverty. And the Republicans let it expire. And by the way, that child tax credit passed without one single solitary Republican vote. That's what's important about it. Tom in L.A. Hey, Randy. Uh, First off, uh, Tom GL Pages. Uh, Oh, hey. Hey. So first, we the people ultimately are the government. Um, especially if we get big money out of politics, which is uh, what we need to do to restore government back to we the people. I just wanted to talk about a couple things with messaging because you've taught me about messaging over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, we really need to say a woman's right to choose versus big government's right to choose. Yeah. Or a woman's right to choose versus government's right to choose. Because just because a woman has the right to choose doesn't mean she's necessarily going to choose termination. Right. I mean, it's her choice. She's not a second-class citizen. I just don't understand why the message has not been, if you don't want an abortion, don't have one. Don't have one. Exactly. But the thing is, the media or the, even the Democrats fall right in line with this pro-choice, pro-death thing, or pro-life thing. It's like, we all know the opposite of pro-life is pro-death. So what the hell are you talking about? That's the Republican Party. Yeah. The other thing is, I don't have much time. Um, I'm calling it climate catastrophe. No more climate change, just climate catastrophe to all these people that are out there. Um, because that's exactly what's going to happen if we don't get a handle on this thing. And it's already happening. Um, the other thing I was going to tell you is that people need to start asking their legislatures. Um, first off, there's four major areas or indices that people need to worry about, and that's health care. They spend about $16,000 a year on that. Child care, spend about 16000 a year on that. Taxes, spend about 16000 a year on that. And your mortgage or your rent, and the, spend about $16,000 a year on that. So people need to start asking their politicians. That's $64,000. And a person that makes $20 an hour only gets about $60,000 a year. So how the hell do they expect anybody to make it when they're already $4,000 in the hole before they even (laughs) bought food, clothing, or uh, they're uh, uh, paying back their loans for their uh, credit cards or paying back their loans for their student loans? It's very, very simple, and people need to put this up up on their board, and they need to say the average family makes about sixty grand a year, and right there, child care, taxes, mortgage, and health care, put it you got sixty four thousand dollars a year. What are you going to do, people? So either the government's got to take over health care, government's got to take over child care, government's got to provide, um, you know. Uh, mortgage relief or, or rental relief, something's got to give. So sorry I'm on a soapbox. I just want to get it all out as much as I can because I know you respect me. I do. 
I, I always have. I think, uh, you know, you're, you're not only a, a person of high integrity, but uh, you're a hardworking dude. I, I know you for years. Uh, but, you know, listen, the government doesn't have to take over all this. What the government has to do is, uh, you know, insist on a living wage being a federal minimum, okay, and so that people can't – I can't tell you how many people – I remember when uh, when my sister was, uh, you know, she she was a hairdresser, okay, and she had, yep. and she had jazz. And she had to decide, you know, uh, like how was she going to go to work and get child care – and it turned out that the childcare was was taking away almost every dollar she made being a, a, a you know, a, 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 what do you call it? A beautician. Cosmetologist. No, a beautician, right. You know, just a hairdresser. So, yep. right. And so, I mean, it, it was just so sick to watch. So our whole family chipped in to help her pay for childcare so she could go to work on days when she had clients, okay, she did okay. There are some days when a hairdresser goes to work and there's, you know, one client the whole day, right? And you wait for a walk-in or whatever. And so you oh, yeah. Right, and you don't make money that day. So, nope. we, yeah, and, 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 you know, her dream was always to have her own salon and stuff. And so we were trying to help her save, you know, and get expensive. And, uh, you know, it was like everything was childcare. I mean, the bill for the childcare place was like insane. So I don't know. I don't know how many people are struggling with that, but your government, as as long as it's a, a two-seat majority of Republicans, they don't give a damn. Have a good weekend.